What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, back with another episode with Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 17. Woo! Woo! We cranking these things out, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are all far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I'm so glad you are here with me. I am Jesse Holly, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me. When I speak, man, and you guys know what you got to do, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. But we got a jam-packed show today. It's going to be live. It's going to be Cowboys preview. It's going to be some NBA stuff. It's going to be some NFL stuff. Some business decisions we'll talk about today. But first, y'all know how I like to get down. I like to give my positivity at the top because, let's be honest, some of y'all might not make it to the end. And that's okay. I am not for everybody, but at least, at least listen for like 12 to 15 minutes. I guarantee if you listen to 12, 15 minutes at least three times, three different shows, pick whatever shows you want, you'll be hooked. I kind of I kind of have that infectious personality. You listen to me three times for at least 12 to 15 minutes, you will be hooked on Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. All right, but off the top, man, I want to give you guys a little bit of motivation, a little bit of positivity to start this show out because I don't know what you all been through today. When you get a chance to look at this, you might need this little bit of word of encouragement. And my word of positivity is this. The great John Wooden said, when opportunity presents itself, it's too late for preparation. When opportunity presents itself, it's too late for preparation. Whatever the thing is, and I always say that whatever that thing is, I don't know you, you don't know me, I don't know what that thing is in your life. Prepare for it today and tomorrow. Success is when opportunity and preparation meet. That's when you have success. So you can't be wanting and dreaming and whining and crying about opportunities presenting themselves and you're not prepared for when they come. That door won't open twice. That phone call won't be returned. When you, when you are presented with an opportunity, you should, you should, your toolbox should be geared up and ready to go. I remember, I remember my time out of football and um, I'm, I'm, I'm working security and I don't, I don't know what's going on. And I'm, I'm working security at night from 11 at night to seven in the morning. But there was a portion of that, that from 7.30 to 9.30, I trained. And then I went to work for T-Mobile from 10 to three. But from 7.30 to 9.30, every single day, my phone's not ringing. My agent's not giving me a phone call back. We have no answers. I'm low on money. But every single day from 7.30 to 9.30, I trained as if the phone was going to ring. I didn't know when. I didn't know who. I didn't know how. But there was a belief in me that something was going to shake. There was a belief in me that, that, that the opportunity was going to present itself. And so I prepared every single day. Worked all night long. I took naps sometimes too while I was on while I was on a job. Don't tell nobody. But from seven thirty to nine thirty, I trained. I worked out, and I and I worked out in this crusty old gym. Me me and my roommate, shout out to my my best friend Kareem Taylor. We worked out in this in this gym. It wasn't goals. It wasn't Planet Fit. It, it was a rusty, crusty old gym. It looked like a gym that all the big gyms who had broken equipment that they wanted to throw away or get rid of, sent it to this place. It was a lot of duct tape on the benches. The phone was coming out of some of the equipment. The cable wires were like, like was about to break. But that's all I could afford. The membership was like $10 a month. 
And I mean, it was some old guys who had some old bandages. Some I had some old army veterans, some old Vietnam vets. It was it was it was crusty in there. But I knew that my opportunity was going to come. Didn't know when, didn't know how, didn't know from where. But I trained. I prepared every single day. And then the call came from Fourth and Long, and I remember telling my brother, I won't lose. I will not lose. Because that opportunity only came once in a lifetime, literally. There's never been an episode or a season two of Fourth and Long. Now, what if I was there and I wasn't in shape and I got hurt? What if I was there and I wasn't ready for that moment and it passed me by? Would I have ever got another opportunity again? I don't know. But I tell you this, I wasn't going to allow myself not to be ready for when that opportunity presents itself. So when opportunity presents itself, it is too late for preparation. Do the work now so that you can enjoy the success later. All right? No doubt. All right, let's get into this thing, man. Cowboys, Patriots, going down this Sunday at AT&T. Welcome back, Ezekiel Elliott. He's coming back home. He's still considered Dallas his home, but he's in a different uniform now, and, and, and some things have to go now. But the thing I looked at first for the Cowboys is the injury report is important this week. I came in here last week and I had to eat crow because I said all the things that we, oh, man, the Cardinals are this, the Cardinals are that. And then as the week went on and it went on and it was Tyler Biotish may not play and Zach Martin may not play. And then Saturday afternoon it was, wait a second, Tyron Smith, knee injury. He ended up not playing. So you take two potential Hall of Famers, and I, I'm, I'm, when I say potential, I mean on the positive side of potential, and then you take a really good player who was a pro bowler last year in Tyler Biotis, and they're out of the lineup. And then the defense doesn't show up the way they're supposed to show up. And that's how you lose to a team in the Cardinals who I don't think is better than the Cowboys. But you only got to be better one time. And they were better on Sunday than the Cowboys. Cowboys taking on Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. And you know for a fact if the Patriots are nothing else, if they are nothing else, they're cheat. No, they're not cheaters. They're prepared. They're prepared. Every I will be dotted. Every T will be crossed. If they can find an advantage, they will. If they see tendencies, they will attack them. If they see holes in your offense or defense, they will try to exploit them. That, that is the M.O. of who Bill Belichick is. I, I got a chance to have a cup of coffee in New England, and I got a chance to see how they operate inside that building. They're very litigious. Liti litigious litigious in their preparation they're very methodical they're very they're, they're very very you, you you remember the mantra do your job they live by that and they play that way no one's trying to 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 do something other than what they're asked to do that is a bill belichick staple he wants to make sure that hey if you can rush the passer on the left hand side in the a gap that's what you'll do and you'll do it at a level of succession over and over and over again, and that'll be your role. No, I don't need you to drop back in the coverage. It's not what you're good at. And he's always going to find those players to do just that. Tough, smart, disciplined players. Those are the, always the players that are going to be on the Bill Belichick team. Versatile, um, who, who want to learn. It's very interesting when I looked at the, 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 the defense for the Patriots because I always want to start I start there because Bill Belichick, he's a defensive guy. And so I, I looked there first, and the first thing I noticed was there is no defensive coordinator in New England. Hadn't been a defensive coordinator since 2017. They take turns. 
His son takes a shot at it one week. Gerard Mayo takes a shot. So you're getting different looks. The base is the same. 3-4 defense. They're going to play some single high coverage. And one thing that's always a staple in, 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 in Bill Belichick's defenses, he's always going to have a good rusher. Always. Always going to have a good pass rusher. Sometimes he has two, but he's always going to have at least one. And he's always going to have versatile, smart, and talented DBs. And he has one. The Gonzalez kid, rookie, this kid is tough. This kid is good. What I noticed on the, on the, on the Patriots defense was if they have a single digit, they're good. All the single digit players on the defense for the Patriots are good. Number two is, is uh, the, Mills, the Mills kid. He played at Philadelphia. He's there. Um, number six is the Gonzalez kid. Number eight is the Bentley. He's the linebacker. He is a thumper. He, is, he, he wants all the smoke and all the contact that he can get. He is a thumper. Matthew Judon, number nine. All these guys are good. Jabril uh, Peppers. Jabril Peppers, an interesting story about Jabril Peppers. When he first came into the league, it was kind of like, oh, man, we don't really know what to play Jabril Peppers. Is he safety? Is he corner? Is, is he linebacker? And then the league kind of changed, and it changed in his favor because more teams now are going to – they call it different things now. I, when I played, they call it the buck. They call it the star. They call it different things now, big nickel, big dime, where, where these, these safeties that are ready to tackle and hit, they play more in the box. Jabril Preppers is that. The one thing I know that this defensive front will do, they're going to be assignment alignment sound. They're not trying to see where the Cowboys got off track last week on their defensive side of things. You had guys trying to do things that they shouldn't be doing. That's kind of almost, um, it's a gift and a curse when you chase sacks because now guys, instead of fitting up where they're supposed to fit and just be fat and be, be, be clog, like clog the holes up, they want to swim, move, and jump out of and jump out of holes, and guys just block you out of the way. Now, the, now, now they create running lanes for the tune of 223 yards rushing by the Arizona Cardinals. The Patriots defenders they don't do that. They're going to play their gaps. They're going to sit there and fight with you and maul with you, but they're going to be right there. They're not necessarily always trying to push the pocket back, but you're not going to push them back. And they want to keep their linebackers clean. So it's going to be it's going to be one of these games where. I hope that we get some of our offensive linemen back for the Cowboys because it's going to be imperative that the communication is there because Bill Belichick and this defense are going to give you legitimately 25 different looks. Depending on down, depending on distance, depending on where you're at in the field, you're going to get a bunch. You're going to get man coverage. You're going to get co shell coverage, cover two, cover four. Uh, you're going to get cover three. You're going to get man-to-man uh, -man coverage. You're going to get blitz. You're going to get a bunch of different looks from this Belichick, I say led defense because he's a, he's a mastermind behind it. But it's going to be interesting. Now, on the Cowboys' offensive side, I know what everyone wants to talk about. Red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone, red zone, and you are correct. The Cowboys must. They have to. It is, it is extremely, extremely necessary that they get better in the red zone. This league is far too difficult to win in kicking field goals. It is. Especially when you have five and six trips to the red zone, you got to come out of there with more than one touchdown. And that's an everybody thing. Okay? 
That's a that's not a that's not only a Dak Prescott thing. That's a C.D. Lamb thing. That's a Brandon Cooks thing. That's an offensive line thing. That's a tight end thing. That's a running back thing. That's a coaching thing. That's a scheme thing. That's a play design thing. That's a play calling thing. Everybody is the culprit of blame for the lack of success last game against the Cardinals in the red zone. Everybody had a part. The good thing is that you can change it. Now, not having three offensive linemen, and I am not the one that's going to be here giving excuses about anything, but what's fact is fact. You lose two, you lose two all-pros, two future Hall of Famers, and a pro bowler on your offensive line, there's a portion of the playbook that kind of goes, it gets bundled up. You can't even use it. you got to throw it out. Because you just guys don't have enough reps. I mean, they brought these guys up from the practice squad. They, it, they not getting enough reps in practice to run certain things. So some of the stuff you you don't you don't even feel comfortable calling because the guys haven't had a chance to see it, run it, rep it, execute it, anything. So a, a large majority of what you wanted to call probably was taken out. And for the fans, for the barbershop argument fans, it's always the Cowboys need to go deep. The Cowboys need to draw up more plays where they're throwing the ball down the field. Okay. But then you turn on the film. And what do you see? You see teams running cover twos, two high safeties. Like, you, you complain about Dak throwing interceptions. You try to dial up these passes down the field, and you got two high safeties, and it'll, it'll be a Zach Wilson situation. <laughs> it'll be interceptions all over the place. So there are times when you talk football that, that when teams give you a box to run in, meaning the box inside where in between the two tackles or tight ends if they're in the game, if that box is light, if I got more players to block than they have to cover, I'm going to run the football. And when teams are playing off coverage and two high safeties, that is a box that most teams want to run in. And the Cowboys had success running it. Tony Pollard had over 100 yards. The team ran for over 185 yards last game. You want, you want that, over five yards of carry. That's a success. Dak threw for 250 yards. Now he had the bad interception, the bad interception at the end of the game. But when you, you talk about throwing the ball deep and throwing the ball down the field for these big chunk plays, that's barbershop. That's barbershop argument, guys. That is barbershop argument. When you, when you turn on the film and you watch the tape, you're going to see that, one, they did dial up some of them. But guess what? When you look down there, you're going, wait, yeah, we're running guys on deeper routes, but there are also guys down there that's going to intercept the football. So we can't throw the ball just because just you for throwing the ball down the field's sake. That, that's not how this league works. And so you have to take what the defense gives you and then wait for that moment where they are, are single high or you have that moment. And, and when the Cowboys did, they, they were successful in taking some shots. Michael Gallup had some shots in that last game. In this game, they'll they'll have some opportunities. The young kid Gonzalez, guess what? He will be he will most likely, and this is from Mike McCarthy, he most likely will be shadowing C.D. Lamb. Take it for what it's worth. I've always said, experienced receiver versus rookie cornerback. I like my chances, but what C.D. is going to show up is the is the is the is the grumpy, pouting, lackluster effort C.D. is going to show up. Or the guy who I think is getting ready to bust the door open and be in that elite status going to show up. I'm not a mind reader. I'm not Miss Cleo. If I was, I would get the I would I would have got those Powerball numbers a long time ago. This podcast would be it would be different. 
it will be a different podcast. This podcast be like the the you oh you be I'll be eating food on here, on a on a, on a, on a resort island somewhere, surrounded by people who don't speak English. That's why God's never gonna let me win like the lotto. I don't play the lotto, but that's why God's not gonna let me win the lotto. Cause when I tell y'all I'm disappearing, y'all never see me. I'm gonna be on, I'm literally a remote island. They won't speak English. My diet will consist of freshly cut fruit daily and seafood. That's it. I, I'll I'll be like I'll be like Lenny Kravitz. I'll I'll wear jeans and no no sneakers. I'm my bare feet and shades. Like that that's where I that's where I would be. But that's neither here nor there. But until then, I'm rocking with y'all. We here. We outside. We outside. Like, subscribe, do what you do so I can get to the to the island, at least for a vacation. Please help me get there for a vacation. I'll come back. But, you know, for me, offensively, the Cowboys, they do have to have a better showing in the red zone. There's no doubt about that, guys. I, I won't sit here and come here and try to pull the wool over your eyes and say, oh, everything is, no, you have to get better. And everyone knows that. They know that. I know that. Coaches know that. Y'all know that. And I think, I think they're going to get there. I think that's coming. Um, I, I don't. I don't think they're far off from it. And a loss like last week kind of. It's kind of like smelling salt. Like it, everybody's like, okay, all right, let's let's. I know it's early in the year, but let's let's refocus. Let's relock back in. Let's let's get let's get where we need to get to in this situation. And I think the offense. And I know people are saying, well, we need more running like Deacon. Listen, guys, I, I, physicality is physicality. Look across the league. There are, sm there are backs that are smaller than Zeke who can run just as hard. Like, I know Zeke is, is – is, and there's no knock against Zeke. What he did for the, his time with the Cowboys were, were, was exceptional. But Tony Pollard and Rico Dotto are doing just fine. We had to just get better. The Cowboys just have to get better in the red zone. I think they will. I'm not saying they're going to score 40 points this week. I'm not saying that they're not. Dak has had a lot of success against the Patriots. So it, it can happen. It can definitely happen, but getting to the red zone, it, it's a it's a different space. You don't have, you know, you get into the red zone, you don't have the rest of the field. That end zone ends. So you play against the end zone. That's that's the defense's twelfth man. The space is condensed. And one thing about this West Coast offense is, and you heard Mike talk about it, Freaky Mike, you heard Dak talk about it, is that their route concepts for quarterback and receiver, the timing it has to be right. Like feet. And when I say feet, his dropbacks, right? His feet has to be aligned and timed with the receivers. And now you have to do all that in this condensed space. Guys aren't doing a lot of backing up in the red zone. They're right there because they know that you can't go out the back of the end zone. So I think this week they'll do a better job in improving that. Get the tight ends involved, get the backs involved, but get the receivers involved as well. Design is important in the red zone. It's very important in this red zone. I think they'll, I think they'll get that corrected. Now, for the defense side of things, my thing with the defense is this, and it's kind of always been this, because, you know, no one as a group, this is across, it's not Cowboy, but this is across the league. No one talks more than the group of defense. Like, that, that defense is a talking group all the time. Whether it's linebackers or linemen or, or DBs, they're just a talking group. And, and my, my only one thing for this Cowboys defense going forward, 
led by Micah Parsons, J. Ron Curse, Tank, be historic or hush. That's it. Hush or historic? Historic or hush? I don't, I don't, I don't need what you got to say in podcasts. I don't need what you got to say in videos. I don't need what you got to say in sounds of the sideline. I don't need none of that. I don't need none of that. Defensively, your pads do the talking. Defensively, your energy does the talking. Defensively, your effort does all the talking. You want to speak loud, you want to speak with volume, you want to speak with, with authority, shut folks out. That's how you do it. You want to be heard loud and clear? Be historic. You, 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 want, you, you want it to resonate throughout the league and reverberate throughout the league from team to team? Show up on Sunday. I get that at times we may have in life, we'll have setbacks. But now it's, it's, it's be historic or hush. That's it. You can't, talk, you, you, you can't talk about the things that you're going to do and then get in the game and don't do those things. You can't give bulletin board material and then get your butt whooped. That's just the nature of the beast. You can't talk with a big stick and walk with a walk with a switch. Your walk, your walk gotta match your talk. But if your pads is thumping and you doing what you're supposed to do, you ain't gotta say a word. It's gonna be known this is what we are. See, when you get into that whole talking thing, to me, it's it, it's like it's like the small dude who drives the big truck. No offense to my short kings out there. I love y'all. Shout out to the short kings that are watching this. To all my 5'7 and 5'8 and under guys. But when y'all go get those big trucks, y'all be, be tripping. Y'all be bad little and the wheels be this big and y'all got to hop. Never mind. I'm sorry. But shout out to my short kings. I love y'all. But when you got to do all this talking and all this hype videos and all that kind of, you're compensating for something. Don't, 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 don't. Don't, don't talk like you swinging and then you come up short. She's not going to like that. If you're going to be a dog on defense, just be a dog. Just be a, I, personal story. One thing I love about my dog, I, I, I have a 15-month-old Connie Corso, named Mamba. And Mamba, he a dog. Mamba's a dog. But what I love about Mamba, when we take these walks, Mamba, there's these certain dogs. There's a pit bull, um, there's some other dogs. And when we, take the, when we take our walks, Mamba doesn't concern himself with the barking dogs behind the fence. Like he, he's not barking, but he's walking with a level of confidence. And he's, he's like his, he's, his, his hackles are up, but he's like, I'm not barking with y'all. I'm not barking with y'all. Because if, if you come on the other side of that fence, you're going to know that my bite 
is far greater than your bark. And I love that about him. We just, when we walk, he, he walks with a level of confidence and it's just, he don't play. He don't play. A dog got loose one time when I walk and, and, and Mamba didn't bark or nothing. That dog got close enough and Mamba, he was this close from getting him. That dog took off running. I dropped the leash. I, listen, what you want me to do? I'm not promoting violence, but it's a 130-pound Connie Corso. I don't know what this straight, straight German Shepherd's going to do. So I dropped the leash. Be that. Be Mamba. Be Mamba. You don't got to do all that talking. Be historic or hush. Hush or be historic. That's what you have to be defensively. And I think that they have I, – I think this team has – I know Mike is the lion. But he's also one of the biggest talkers on this team. And for the most part, he's backed it up. He's absolutely backed it up for the most part. But you got to be consistent. You know, the talks have been kind of – it's always it, – we, we live in this era in, in all sports, baseball, basketball, hockey, soccer, football. Anytime somebody's really good, the moment, what we want to do, compare it to the GOATs. Compare it to, oh, he, he's, he's Wayne Gretzky. Oh, man. Oh, look at that swing. King Griffey Jr. Pump the brakes. He can jump by, I'm telling you, man, Michael Jordan. And, of course, with Micah, Really good player, excellent player, one of the best defensive players in the league. He's jumbled in that mix. I told you the other day, he's jumbled in the mix. He ain't out there by himself no more. You know, and, and, and the, they want to compare him to Lawrence Taylor. Oh, by the way, it's a Tar Heel. People forget that about Lawrence Taylor. People forget that Lawrence Taylor went to North Carolina. Go Heels. I know where I stand on that. This greatness come out of Chapel Hill. You know what I'm saying? But Bill Belichick was like, I like Micah. Micah's good. Micah's great. I don't put anybody in that category with just Lauren Taylor. Sometimes you got to just let the greats live in their own space. Like Dion would say, like, don't put my bus on the same bus with some of these other jokers. I think Lawrence Taylor, if there was a bus, like, if there was a bus wall in Canton, like, it would be LT. It would be Jerry Rice. It would be Dion. It would, like this, this the elite of the elites. And I think Mike is great, and, but I don't. I mean, three years in, you can't. He's great. I love Micah. And I wasn't. I wasn't old enough to really enjoy or really appreciate what Lawrence Taylor was. But I mean, thank God for YouTube. And and those who have been around this game long enough will tell you, LT was just a different dude. I get a chance to hear the stories from alum. LT was just a different dude. And Bill says it. Bill goes, listen, nothing. Micah, love him. Great. Would love to have him on my team. But Bill was there. Bill was there up close, literally hands-on. That was his guy. That was his dude. He was the defensive coordinator and linebackers coach for Bill Parcells back in those LT days with the Giants. So when Bill says it, I believe it. I know he's probably a little bit biased, but Bill's an honest dude. And I think Micah has the potential to be great. He has to put in a body of work. I think LT was the last player that's, that was non-offensive and quarterback to win the MVP of the league. 86? 86. 86. Look at me being a football historian. 
Look at me looking with some football facts. Three-time defensive player of the year. Three-time defensive player of the year. The last non-offensive quarterback player. I think he's uh, who, who wins MVP besides the quarterback, right? Most of the time. But the not, last non-offensive player to win it was LT. That's Think about that for a second, guys. That's, that's, that's high praise. But the Cowboys, they have to bounce back. I think bounce back is in them. The one thing I do not believe or trust, I know I said this last week, I think Mac Jones is boo-boo juice. I think he's gooch juice. 300-pound dude, sweaty day in, in Texas. Gooch juice, bad. I just don't believe in Mac Jones. I, I don't. I, I, I don't. I don't think really Bill believes in Mac Jones. But the one thing I do know, offensively, for the Patriots, they're going to check underneath the hood to see if the Cowboys corrected their wrongs from a week ago. They're going to see, you know what, did they get this whole run fit thing figured out? Because the Cardinals ran for 225 yards. We're going to see if they got this thing figured out. Because they're going to test every single opportunity they have up front. And I hope the Cowboys took what happened to them last week personal. Especially those guys up front, Mozzie, uh, Hankins, Osa, Goldston, Fowler, Lawrence, Sam Williams, Micah Parsons. Dan Quinn famously says, it is a privilege to pass Russ, simply meaning you got to stop the run first to get to a passing down. Then you have the privilege of going to get the passer. Then you have the privilege of going to get a sack party, but you got to stop the run first. The Cowboy didn't do a good job with that last week. I am almost confident, 100% confident, that the Patriots will check underneath the hood. They're going to check, they check the temperature. They're going to see if you figured it out. 225. they like, listen, we don't need 225 yards, but we can get 200. We can get 180. That's a dominating run performance. They're going to check. I hope the Cow- – and I know Dan Quinn and I know others, they've all talked about it this week. They want to be better. They have to be better. But we're going to see. You, you can tell me all day in, in print and in the media and on podcasts and on videos and on shorts and all that kind of stuff. 53 and a third by 100. That's when you can show me. You can, you, can, you can reestablish yourself. You can reestablish your dominance in the league. You can put yourself back in the competition of being a historic defense with a, with a historic out, output this weekend. If not, you got to hush. You got to hush. Spoil goals to the victor. In order to beat the man, you got to beat the man. When you lose, there ain't much room for you to talk. This week has to be about the pads. I hope that's a message that's echoing throughout the locker room, both offensively and defensively. If you want to talk, you got to win. If not, hush. Zip it up. We'll do some more preview on Friday. I'll give you my predictions on Friday about this game. But I, I like the Cowboys. I'm, 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 I'm not afraid of the Patriots. But I also now I'm looking at the Cowboys and go, which one? What team is going to show up? What team is actually going to show up? Should be interesting. There's a lot. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot right on this game for a lot of people. Like because everybody was bad last week. Coaching. Oh, and by the way, like this is one of those games where we don't talk much about special teams, but 
You better be you better have you better be on your P's and Q's when it comes to Bill Belichick and special teams. He blocked the punt in the game because he saw something just with the 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 holder. The holder was in camp with the uh, with the Patriots a year ago, and they picked up on his head nod. They had a guy come in motion. They blocked it. Like don't 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 play around with Bill Belichick and special teams. That that is an area where a lot of people don't think about. He takes that he takes that area very seriously, very very seriously, very seriously, and that could be the determining factor of a game: field position, turnovers. Returns, all that hitting yards that we don't talk about a lot of times comes in special teams. So don't 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 fall asleep on on Bill Belichick and, and company when it comes to that. All right, we'll get to the more Pats Cowboys preview. They play this Sunday, three twenty five at AT and T Stadium. I'll have more about that uh, on Friday or Saturday whenever we do our next show, episode eighteen. But right now, uh, we're gonna go around the sports world and like breaking news of the day. NBA, Dame Lillard is going to my Milwaukee. Dame Lillard has been has been traded to the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis Antetokounmpo has finally got his true number two. This is a big win for Giannis. I don't know if this is a it's a win for Dame, but it's not a win for Dame. Like it's a win for Giannis. I think Giannis wanted to stay in Milwaukee. He did. Um, but Giannis kind of put pressure on the ownership, kind of came out this season and was saying, like, hey, I, I need to see if they're really serious before I take my extension and really make this my learned, my long-term home. And front office showed up. They said, Giannis, we went and got you a superstar. We went and got you, we went and got you a top player in the league. So that so Giannis wins. Giannis is a guy who's competed in the East, won a championship, and it's kind of really been a one-man show. Had some good supporting roles with Middleton and, and Drew Holiday and Portis and Lopez, but for the most part, it's been the Giannis show. And we've realized now in this league, this is a two-star league. It's sometimes two stars and a half type league. This, the, the, the days of it being one star and a bunch of co-stars. Those days are done. If you want to truly compete and win championships, this, your team must be must be assembled with others, but it gotta be it gotta be it gotta be led by two stars, two all stars. Milwaukee got a second all star, Dame Lillard leaving Portland. He put a rap song out. You can go find that rap song. Not my cup of tea, Dame Lillard rapping, but to each their own. To each their own. Got a nice flow. Compensation, the Portland Trailblazers will receive Drew Holiday, DeAndre. This is a three-team trade, by the way. So when you hear the name, like, wait a second. There's a three-team three trade between the Phoenix Suns, Milwaukee Bucks, and the Portland Trailblazers. Portland, of course, will receive. I mean, sorry. Portland is giving up. Milwaukee will receive Dame Lillard. Portland will receive Drew Holiday, DeAndre Drake, DeAndre Ayton from the uh, Phoenix Suns, and Tumani Kamari Kamara. The Bucks will also get the 2029 unprotected first round pick, and they'll swap picks in 2028. 
2030. The Suns get Yusuf Nurkic, Grayson Allen, Nasir Little, go Heels, and Keon Johnson. I think that's good depth that the Suns needed to go around what they have now in, in Brad Beal and Devin Booker. But this is a win for Milwaukee. I think Dame is happy to be out of Portland. I think Dame will make the best of the situation with Giannis in Milwaukee. I don't think Dame is 100% happy, though. I just don't. I jokingly said on Twitter, I said, Dame was thinking about wearing chanclas in December. Now he got to wear Timberland boots. Like Dame was thinking about what jet skis I'm going to buy. Now he got to buy snowmobiles. Like Dame wanted to be in Miami. He made that very clear. I want to be in Miami. He said it on multiple occasions. I guess he said it without saying it. But he wanted to be in Miami. Now, who really, really screwed their team? And, and it's, it's, it's odd because historically he's been very, very good on assembling teams, getting the players in there. Pat Riley, boy, did you, did you fumble this back? This was, this was a bag that was made personally for you. Now, I don't know all the behind-the-scenes things about what was compensation, but, I, I mean, there is nobody that outside of Bam and, Dan, and, and, and Jimmy that was worth keeping that wouldn't have gotten you Dame. Like, I, Duncan Robinson, hey, man, God bless you, brother. You got to go. Tyler Hero, God bless you, bro. You got to go. Old, old, old Thickums, Pauls, Kyle Larry, you got to go, bro. Like, you, you, what draft picks? You can have them. I got. I want to win right now. I want to win right now. And I think, I think old Pat Riley, who's usually good at this, who's usually a good deal maker, failed. He failed Jimmy. He failed Spo. He failed Bam. He failed the Miami Heat Nation. This was a tailor-made trade for you. Now, I know there may have been some other things that involved because Portland probably was going to play hardball and, like, you know, we're not going to give Dame everything he wants. But you were supposed to make this deal, Pat. Like, this was a deal you were supposed to make. You were supposed to wheel a deal, find a third team like they did. I don't know whether it was. Maybe it would have been Dallas. Who knows? But you were supposed to find another team. You were supposed to make this work for the Miami Heat. Now, I'm not saying that you might have some other things in your plan, but reports have been that you kind of were a little bit slow. You know, whenever you got around to it, got off the golf course, got off the yacht in Biscayne Bay, Key West. But you got you slow getting back to the Portland Trailblazers. Again, I think Dame will make it work in Milwaukee. I think he, he, him being with another superstar like Giannis, Giannis is a superstar. Giannis is the top three player, four player, two, one, one. Wow. One, two. Okay. Okay. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Giannis, top one, two, three, up for debate. We can debate it another day. But I think Adam Dame and I think those two, and I think they fit. I think for what they want to do, they fit. 
I think right now, high screen pick and roll with Dame and 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 and, and Giannis. You want to back off? You, we all know. We all know Dame will shoot it from seventy feet. He 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 open when he get in the parking lot. He got that Steph Curry range. You try to blitz him with a double team. He passes off to Giannis. It's one step from the three point line for him. On your head top. Or when he gets in that wing and gets to do his thing, Dame is setting up on the other wing. So I think this combination will work. I think it will. Now, what sucks for the NBA, and this has kind of been a thing for the NBA the last couple, maybe five to ten years, is predictability. Predictability. One of the main reasons the NFL kind of trumps all other sports in North America is the parody. It's the parody. It's the it's the it's the every week matters. It's do you really don't know who's going to make a playoff run? Teams change forty to fifty percent of their roster every single year. The parody is spread out across the board. When you think about this right now, you think about well, we know who's going to win in the we know who's going to the Eastern Conference Finals. It ain't New York Knicks, <laughs> ain't the Chicago Bulls, it ain't the Charlotte Hornets, it ain't the Wizards. Maybe it's Philadelphia, maybe, but I mean, they always come up short in the playoffs. It's going to be Boston and Milwaukee. Book it. That's who's going to be in Eastern Conference Finals. So getting people to tune in through those other parts of the year and get excited about your brand, well, we already know what it's going to be in the East. We know that when it comes down to the come down, it's going to be Milwaukee, because they have the two best players in the East, and Boston. They have the other two best players that play together in the East. So that kind of that kind of kills your game a little bit. It does. It kills the game a little bit. The predictability is there. So I don't I don't know if I want to tune in all the time because I know especially the East, the West is a little bit different. I think the West is a little bit more. There's a little more parity in the West. A little bit more, of course. Lakers are always going to be in the conversation. Is it the is it the Heat? I'm sorry. Is it the Suns? Is it Dallas? The defending champions, Denver Nuggets. There's a little bit more parity in the West. But for the East, you can book it. You can book it. Those two teams are going to be in the Eastern Conference Finals. One or two of those teams will play in the NBA Finals. Against the Golden State Warriors or the Suns or the Lakers or the Nuggets or one of the other four or five or six teams that can possibly win in the West. So, big trade. Big trade, I like it. I don't. I'm a. I mean, I'm not. I'm not a huge big Dame Little fan, but I'm. A, I'm. A, I like Lame Little. Like I like his game. I think these two together are going to work well. Does that mean Giannis have to give up one of those roster spots that his brother has? Giannis, stop, man. Your brother's got to go, bro. Like, I. Let me say this though. I'm all for what you do, Giannis. So different than that. Like that's the, another level of nepotism. If I'm the best player on the, in the world. And I got control like that. Yeah, man. 
employ my brothers, bro. Like, two, but two roster spots, that's all right. You pushing it, bro. Like, one was fine. You got both of them there? That's that's crazy. That's that's nasty work right there by you, Giannis. But shout out to you. Put some bread in your brother's pocket so they don't have to ask you for nothing. And then y'all tighten it, feeling so they all probably live at your house or at least uh, on the wing of your house. So they probably save on rent and all that kind of stuff. So I ain't mad at you, Giannis. If I had that opportunity, I'd put my brothers in there too. Talking about opportunities in business. Ooh, I love, I love me a good business proposition. I love a good business move. And Travis Kelsey, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all. Travis Kelsey in this Taylor Swift situation, it's big business, man. This big business. This this is big business. Travis Kelsey um, had Taylor Swift swing by the game last week. And if you think it ain't big business and you think that Travis Kelsey did not make a business decision, boy, do I have some news for you. Let me tell you what happened when Old Taylor Swift showed up to the game last Sunday. Chiefs-Bears, where the Chiefs absolutely dominated the Bears. They got their own issues that happened in Chicago. But this game actually stopped being about the actual football game. It started being about Taylor Swift. Now, I'm not mad. I'm not mad at Travis. I love a good business proposition. I'm all for winning However you got to win as long as it's morally correct. If it's immoral, then I'm out. But if it's moral, win. Win all day. But y'all told me, oh, Jess, you hating. They could really be in love. They could really like the chemistry and all that kind of stuff. Please. This big business, y'all. Since Taylor Swift showed up to the Bears-Chiefs game on Sunday. Oh, and it's already been reported. Chiefs play the Jets on Monday Night Football this week. Taylor Swift will be in attendance. Hmm. 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 She'll be there. And she's, sorry, Sunday Night Football. She'll be there. But when she showed up to the game on Sunday, 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jerseys. Now, Travis Kelsey will probably go down at the end of this whole thing before Taylor Swift, if not the greatest tight end to ever play football, top two or three. Record-wise, receptions, touchdowns, yards, and Super Bowls, he'll be in that conversation. So it wasn't like he needed help selling jerseys. It wasn't like he needed help with his name to be out there. He, people know who Travis Kelsey is. 400% spike in Travis Kelsey jerseys. The Kelsey is his brother Jason, who's the center for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They have a podcast. Guess whose podcast was number one overall on Apple? The Kelsey's podcast. Overnight, Travis Kelsey added 385,000 Instagram followers. In a three-hour, once they showed her on the game, in a three-hour span overnight, they added 383,000 Instagram followers to Travis Kelsey. You want to know how many viewers watched the game? 24.3 million people watched the game. It was the number one watched game. The number one. Chiefs Bears. That ain't a game. That, that ain't a game that you all highlight that you want to watch. Maybe, you know, uh, Burrow versus 
Mahomes, that's a good game you want to watch. Burrow versus Herbert, that's a good game you want to watch. Bur uh, uh, Miami versus the Chiefs, that's a good game you want to watch. Chiefs-Bears, the number one watch game? Hmm. This is where it's big business for the National Football League. 63% jumped in female viewership from 18 to 49. The Swifties have shown up. The Swifties are watching football. The Swifties are like, what's cover two? Who's a tight end? That quarterback's cute. Like, the, all the Swifties showed up. There was a three-time increase in the Chiefs' search on the web. All the Swifties was like, wait a second. What are the Chiefs? Who are the chefs? The Kansas City chefs? Is Travis Kelsey a cook? I don't see him with Gordon Ramsay. They were searching a three-time in three-time three increase in Chiefs sales on StubHub. Yesterday's price is not today's price. The ticket sales went up. The Swifties said, "If she gonna be there, we gonna be there. If Tay Tay is in attendance, we in attendance." Chiefs sold more tickets in a single day since the start of the season. So after that game, she showed up. It got crunk. And now, here's also why I say that it's a business move. And I'm only going by history. Don't know Travis. Don't know Taylor Swift. Please, Swifties, do not come at me. If you want to add more followings, Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, Mr. Fulton Long, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Follow me. But, but Swifties don't come after me. But here's why I also said it's the bit. The numbers say it's a business decision. Now, I'm not Cupid. I'm not here to interfere with Cupid. But I just have a feeling Cupid doesn't have an arrow. He got a money gun. You know that, that gun with the money at the, at the strip club? Like Cupid is doing this. I got some ones. This is what Cupid is doing. I got some ones. Cupid. Cupid said. That's what Cupid said. Cupid ain't Cupid ain't, ain't shooting an arrow. Cupid got the money gun. Why do I have all these ones in my pocket? Don't ask me why I have these ones. But that's what Cupid said. Because Travis Kelsey. I don't know Travis Kelsey. I'm just going by the history. You do a little Google search over Travis history's life. You look at Travis Kelsey's last four girlfriends slash fling slash situationships. And then you look at Taylor Swift. Which one of these things are not like the others? The last four situationships, I'm going to call them, I'm not going to call them girlfriend. I'm going to call them situationships that Travis Kelsey had. They all look like me. And I don't mean men. I mean black. All of them. They fine too. But they, they, they brown like me. <laughs> They brown like me. They, 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 they chocolate. 
If they thick it, they were thick too. They were thick like 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 cold oatmeal. Thick like Sunday newspapers. Thick like a second grade crayon. They didn't look like Swifty. So all I'm saying is history for Travis Kelsey said, I like my little brown, little thick. Maybe you had to change your heart. And that's all respectable. But it's a, bit, it's a, good, it's a good move. For, it's a good move for everybody. It's a good move for Swifty. She now has a new football audience. It's a great move for football and for Travis because contrary to some people's belief, football, while it's the most North American, most popular North American sport, there are a demographic, a, a demographic of people who do not watch football. There are a lot of people who just, a lot of them happen, there are some men who don't watch football. There are a ton of women, 18 to 49, I just showed you, that know of football, but couldn't tell you, couldn't tell you if 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 Tom Brady threw a baseball, shot a basketball, or bowled. They couldn't tell you who Michael Parsons was. They definitely couldn't tell you who Travis Kelsey was before Sunday. But because they came from that world of, of, of the Taylor Swiftness, all the eyes are now on NFL football. You got a bunch of more people watching the game. Great for the game. The NFL ain't mad. The NFL wants Taylor Swift to come to all the concerts, all the games now. Come on, Taylor. If, if you're going to bring in a 63% increase of people from 18 to 49 females, yeah, we, we want more. If you're going to help us sell more jerseys, we want more. They, they trying to find more stars. Who else? Beyonce's taken, so she's, the, she's probably the only other bigger, biggest female star. that. But what other audience can we bring in? The NFL's all about printing money. They, what, they don't care. They, they might give Taylor Swift the, the suite in New York for free. Now, uh, she don't need to pay for it. I mean, most rich people in this world, just FYI, yeah, some of y'all know, some of y'all don't know this. Most rich people in this world are rich because they don't pay for anything. One of the perks that I miss from playing the National Football League is all the free stuff that people gave me. And you would think, you're making great money. You should pay for it yourself. Nah, they want to give it to me for free, so I'm going to use it. I'm going to take it. But I can, you bet your bottom dollar, Sunday night, I'm sure if we looked at it, I'm sure there's some prop bets already out there on how many times will the camera pan to Taylor Swift? How many times will the announcer say something about Taylor Swift? Taylor Swift, excuse me. Will the outro or intro to the game be a Taylor Swift song? What color will Taylor Swift wear? The Kansas City, there was a picture of Taylor Swift with chicken tenders on a plate, with ketchup and ranch. The Kansas City Chiefs had to put in an extra order of ranch for the stadium in anticipation that more people are going to want ketchup and ranch with their chicken tenders. It's a huge impact. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at old Trav. 
But don't try to tell me, Trav, this is about love. Trav, love. There's a lot about business. Trav trying to set himself up for after the game is over. He's, he's entered the new space now. It's reflected in everything he did. He was, he was a popular football player. Now you're getting to the place where you're a popular human. That's different. That's different. Travis Kelsey and all of his playing days never had to sneak out of the stadium, of his own stadium. Never had to go through the kitchen and through the, through the, through the back door to, to the basement to a, a, a getaway car. Never once in Travis Kelsey's career did he have to rent out an entire restaurant, shut the whole restaurant down just to have family dinner. Never once until now. It's a big business move, and I like it. I like it, Trav. And, 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 and Swifties, and while y'all don't know about football and probably don't even care about football, here's how y'all are going to win, okay? Because this is a business move, and it will end. It will end. They ain't getting married. They ain't going to start out right off into the sunset with kids, and it ain't happening. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news. I know, Jay Holly, you're a hater. Cool. But when they break up and Swifties feeling a little down, guess what? She gets in the booth. You get a banger. I don't know many Taylor Swift, I don't know any Taylor Swift songs. But I do know heartbreak. And when most singers have their heart broken, they break up, relationship issues, they put out bangers. You're welcome. Swifties. Banger is coming. I don't know when. But a banger is coming your way. Maybe top of the year. Maybe spring 2024. Don't know. But just know that you got like two or three. You got a little EP coming. You got a little two or three songs where she going to get back in her bag. And she going to sing her heart out. And you're going to benefit from it. So this is a part of the business move for you as well. Everybody eats. I love a business move where everybody profits from it. I profit because I got a story. You profit because you get to listen to my story. NFL profits, Travis Kelsey profits, Taylor Swift profits, Chiefs profit, everybody. Everybody profits. Swifties, y'all gonna get a fire song in a little bit. Everybody profits. So, to Travis, to Taylor, best of luck to you. I wish you nothing but the best. Love each other, care for one another. Make all the bread y'all can make in this deal. It's all right. It's cool. It's a business decision, though. Make no mistake about it. Uh, another business decision. It's the hottest business decision in college football. Still, the Colorado Buffs. Deion Sanders, they got whooped last week. Sure did. I told y'all, they, they, they got whooped like, go get a switch. Like Big Mama and say, go outside, get a switch. Come on back in here. Oregon took him out back. Put hands on them. Put them paws on them. Another big opponent this week. USC 
right now with the Heisman favorite and probably potentially if he doesn't decide to come back, the number one overall pick, Caleb Williams. And we were talking about me and Tay, not Taylor Swift. But we were talking about before the show, will Colorado, let me say this, we were talking about is Travis Hunter the best non-quarterback in all of football, college football, non-quarterback. Is there any other player that is better than Travis Hunter in all of football? And I don't know if I have a solid answer to say yes or say no. I think he's in the consideration. And does he mean that much to Colorado, offensively and defensively? I mean, right now, they, 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 they struggle with the half of football without them. Against Colorado State, they end up winning that game. They got, they got beat to the white meat against Oregon without them. Don't know what's to come against USC. Right now, USC is a 21-point favorite. USC last week played Arizona State. After three quarters, the game was 28-21. Now, USC eventually pulled away. The cream rises to the top, and it did in that game. But Arizona State is 1-3. I don't think Arizona State is as talented or more talented than Colorado. So is there a chance that Colorado can hang around with USC, kind of like they did TCU, kind of like they did Nebraska, and then pull away? Is Travis Hunter that big of a deal? Travis Hunter recently texts Deion Sanders after the slacking of Oregon. He's like, man, paraphrasing here. Basically, what do we got to do to get me back on the field? I, I, I Listen, talk to let's, I, I need to practice. I know I got a lacerated liver. I know what the doctor said, but I need to be out there in the field. And Deion was like, yeah, son, no, I care about more about you, the person, than I do this game. So, until you're ready to go, until you're medically cleared, I'm not rushing you back on the field. Which I appreciate. And I don't think this is, a, I don't think this is solely a Dion thing. I think most college coaches, I, I do. I don't think Dion is a, a, a step above any other college coach that would look at that kid and say, I sat in your mother and father's or grandmother's or aunt or whoever your guardian is, and I sat in their living room, and I told them that I would take care of their baby. I told them that they sent their baby to me, that he would be in good hands. I, I, I would like to believe that there are, however they are the university, they are the universe, that most of them, if not all of them, will look at the situation with Travis Hunter and go, son, I love your grit. I love your heart. I love your willingness to want to be a part of this thing. But, son, you got a lacerated liver. Not right now. So, Dion, that's what he did. I don't think that makes him the greatest head coach in the world. But one thing I did appreciate about Dion, because with the absence of Travis Hunter, what most people don't know is Dion has a five-star quarterback on his bench, Kumarni McLean. And people asked about him. They said, you know, you said before that the only thing that's keeping Cromartie from playing on the field 
is karate. And Dion went into depth and said, yeah, I, I need, I, I'm not going to play a kid who ain't ready. What, what, what does he have to do to get on the field? Come to meetings on time. Come to meetings in general. Study. Understand our scheme. Understand his role and responsibility. Want to be a part of this thing. Watch his film in preparation and prepares like he wants to be on the football field. Until then, I, I will be a fool to put him on the field. Now, that is one thing that I appreciate. Uh, Dion has said this and has walked this, that there is a standard that will be held. And if you can't meet that standard, you won't play. I don't, now, that I don't know if all college coaches will do. But then again, all college coaches may not be afforded the luxury that Dion's afforded. If Dion doesn't coach another down in football, he's good. He's been good before he got into coaching football. He lived on a, what was that, what was up in Prosper? He, he, that crib up there was like five, six, eight. He's good. Dion's good. But the a level of accountability that he's holding to his players, I love to see that. I love it. And he said, I'm down arguably the best non-quarterback player in the country. And I have the number one DB five-star recruit who, I, who will not play until he is ready mentally, physically, emotionally, psychologically, schematically to play. That I appreciate because that, that – and I hope that this McLean kid really – and maybe he doesn't right now. Maybe it happens five years from now, ten years from now, and that he understands just how much um, that accountability that Dion's trying to instill in him. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But Colorado takes on USC. This is going to be a good weekend. Fights happening this weekend. Canelo, Charlo. USC, Colorado, Cowboys, Patriots. It's a good week. Fantastic week. This week, you will have more than enough sports. Texas taking on 4-0. Texas taking on 4-0. Kansas. The NBA's training camps has jumped off. We, we are getting into this playoff baseball. <laughs> Rangers, the magic number is three. Let's go. Let's go. This is a, we're about to get into that sweet spot of the year, where you got playoff bat, you got playoff baseball, the NFL season is in a groove, the NBA will be back, hockey, hockey, come on, Jay Holly, let's go. I like this time of the year. That October November ish, it's get funky right there. I get football horny right there. I get I get I do, I do. You turn on the TV, every, every channel is like, oh, it's football, it's college football, it's college this, college basketball, go Heels, my Tar Heels, let's, let's go Heels. This is, we're getting into that good sweet spot, man, so there'll be more than enough happening that we can report on, talk about for days upon days upon days. But uh, that's it for me, man. That's it. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope I made a good business decision. Pick my dollars. Don't pick my dollars up, Tate. I need all my dollars back. I need all of them back, bro. Do not keep your hands on my eyes. It's like, no, don't, nah. Let me pick my bread up first before anybody leave here. I need all my, I know it's a couple dollars. Leave all my money. I need it. My gas light on. I'm going to put $10 in the tank. <laughs> the residuals ain't kicked in yet. I got 10 I got my gas light on. My check engine light on.
You know what I'm saying? I, I need I need an oil change. I need all my dollars. Don't touch them. I ain't got to tell Swift business decision just yet. But Tay, if after you're done with Travis Kelsey, if you want to go the reverse route, because all your boo things have been of the Caucasian variety. If you want to go reverse, Tay, after you done, if you done with after you done with, 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 with Travis, rinse that thing off. Don't bring it to me after Travis and got it. Rinse it off. <laughs> rinse around and rinse it off. If you want to go the opposite way, get a little chocolate in your life. I'm tall like Travis. I'm probably taller than Travis. I'm thick. I'm brown. You know what I'm saying? Let me help upgrade your situation. You ever, you ever ridden the car with the check engine light on? Nah. Yeah. You ain't got to worry about shutting the restaurant down because where we and you going, don't nobody know you in there anyway. We can go in there and sit down and eat. They're going to be like, oh, look at Jess with that white girl. That's what they're going to say. They're not going to they're not gonna even know you Taylor Swift where we, where we going. <laughs> where we going, they're not going to know you. They're not, they ain't going to be no Swifties in there. I promise. So if you want to reverse it and help me out, let's go. You get done with Travis, y'all finish y'all business transaction, then you come to the darker side. See what his life like. See if you bought this life. Know what they say. Once you go black, you never go back. What's up, Swift? What's up? What's up? You know what I'm saying? Rinse it off. Come see me after you're done with Travis. See if I can't get my followers up. See if we can't make a business transaction. <laughs> See if we can't help me get this engine check engine light off in my car. You know what I mean? Appreciate you, though. No. All right, man. I'm out. I appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. If you know Taylor and she get done, holler at me. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed episode 17. Wow. Wow. Never in a million years did I think this was going to be happening. But it's happening. Tell a friend to tell a friend. I really do appreciate all of you, man. I love you guys. Remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours because it's your life. Eliminate the contingencies. I love you. I'm out.